Worst possible time. Worst possible time. Welcome back to the show. This is the First to Go podcast. Y'all know I'm, hey, it's your boy. Back at it again. Uh, listen here. Under the weather last week uh, for the start of the playoffs, but I'm back at it. Um, let's get into it. We got playoffs to talk about. We got NFL news with wide receivers holding out for money. Uh, 2019 receivers holding out for money. Really, Terry McClellan is really the only one that's the first-round player that's holding out. The other ones is second, third-round players, which which honestly um, really don't matter. we get into that later, but – Let's get into oh yeah we got college football we need to talk about if we if we got time to get into that but let's get into the NFL uh, NBA right now look here we're gonna fast forward to this thing let's go to the present time we got the Pelicans beating the beating the Suns tonight uh the Sun uh Devin Booker going down that uh with the right hamstring like. He ain't the only team. He, the Suns ain't on on the team that doesn't have a particular star not playing. The Dallas Mavericks figured it out last night with no Luca, and it's a possibility that Luca might come back next week. But if they keep, you know, with, with them winning game two, that 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 pretty much um, that pretty much helped them solidify a hopeful return for with him next week. But Devin Booker going down tonight with a right hamstring. It was either right hamstring, either it was a strain hamstring or a pull. We know it ain't a torn, but we know it's one of a strain or pull. But the thing about it is he did not play for the rest of the second half. Uh, after that third quarter, he started limping off, and the Suns just just railed. Like they just, it's like they just fell off the rails, and they got outscored sixty nine fifty three in the second half. And Devin Booker had thirty one in the first half all by itself. But the thing about it is, the Suns without Devin Booker, the way Devin Booker been playing all season long. The Suns that wild Devin Booker going with the playoffs right now, it's not the same team. It's not the same team. It's it's easily to dictate that while Chris Paul could be a different team, but they wasn't. But while Devin Booker, this is a complete different team. Complete different team. Um they going they got the Friday, they got they got game three with the Pelicans Friday. They got they're gonna have to figure that out. Like they're gonna have to figure that out real, real, real quick. Um early in the night, the Heat went up two zero on the Hawks. Uh I knew Trey Young was gonna play better. I knew the Hawks was gonna play better, just didn't get it done tonight. Um This is a possible sweep. We just have to wait to see how game three goes in Atlanta, but this is a possible sweep. We'll see. I'm predicting a gentleman sweep in this series, um, but possible sweep. Um, and the game that if you if you have FS uh, not even FS one, but if you had uh, five sports that or whatever, uh, or necessarily, I put it this way: if you actually pay for the NBA package. 
thing for, you know, like, you know, you got NFL Red Zone for NFL, but you know what I mean. If, if you pay for the NBA package thing, you might be able to saw that game on NBA TV. But some of them didn't, and which is bullshit. They need to fix that. Like, if, if the NBA TV going to have playoff games, it needs to be available for everybody that's able to have that channel. And that channel is mainly free for most for most platforms there is. Like, it's free. Like, just the channel itself is free. Not the package, just the channel. Now, we ain't talking about the, um, we don't even talk about the uh, off-market or, you know, games or this and that. We just talking about just the channel. And so, with that being said, yeah, with that being said, We um we didn't get to see last night, so most of us did not get to, unless you just pay for the package or you in that particular region or necessary in that particular state or whatever. You did not get to see the Mavs and the um, Jazz. Just like tonight, we did not get to see the T Wolves and Grizz because of the Fox. Sports Network thing, you know, uh, I, I'm just saying, sports, if your team is playing on Fox Sports Network, nine times out of ten, if you're playing on NBT, I can't talk tonight for some reason. Sorry about that, y'all. NBA, NBA TV, any if your team is playing on that channel, you're not going to watch it unless you got that particular channel, that other particular channel that you could be able to watch it locally in your area. Um, with that being said, though, even with that, uh, T Wolves got blown out tonight by the Grizz. The Grizz woke up, realized, hey, um, after game one, they were like, really, um, yeah, we we got we got we 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 got to get get, get yeah, young dudes, get, get uh, get off your ass, you in the playoffs, don't get embarrassed, don't get embarrassed, um. No, no, nothing afraid with most of these teams. You know, most of the teams that are in the series 1-1 or even in some of these teams that's 2-0 or about to go 2-0 in the next couple of days. If you're already in that predicament or let's say if you're in a 2-0, you're behind 0-2 in a series um, like Atlanta – like Toronto, Toronto, you're out. We ain't worried about y'all. But uh, <laughs> y'all, y'all, y'all getting swept. But uh, like Chicago, y'all gonna get swept. Like we ain't worried about them. Uh, but Jokic and them could win one, maybe both of their games in Denver. I really doubt they win both, but it's a possibility it could happen. It's the it's the playoffs. I need people to realize something. NFL playoffs, shit happens. <laughs> NBA playoffs, shit happens. Um, baseball, play uh, baseball. Um, October <laughs> in October, shit happens. Um, NHL in May, shit happens. So it's like 
when the playoffs begins, it's like the worst scenario you could think of definitely could happen. Just like March Madness. We saw St. Peter's go all the way damn near into the Elite Eight or try to get to the Elite Eight. Or the point where I'm getting at, St. Peter's did, they were our Cinderella. And then Cinderella went, went, went the fuck away. And then all these blue teams decided they want to congregate up and um and go crip for the final four. <laughs> uh, not, you know, not, 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 no shade, but it just we just all we just be honest. You got you got Duke. We had we had Duke. We had Kansas. We had um, North Carolina, and we had Vill- Villanova. And all these teams are blue. What like what you want me to say? Like you know, I'm just saying. But NBA playoffs, anything happens. Um, injuries could pop up. Luca right before the playoffs. Devin Booker tonight in the playoffs. Um, Boston, I ain't going to lie to you. This Boston uh, Nets uh, series is going to be something else. Like, out of, I'm just being honest with y'all. Like, it's just you never know what's going to happen. But it's gonna happen, and so it's not. It, it, just sit and enjoy. That's ba- basically what I'm getting at. Sit and enjoy. Enjoy. Excuse me. Enjoy the playoffs. Enjoy what we have tonight. Um. I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I'm gonna go through every series. I'm gonna go ahead and tell y'all who's gonna win this series. I know y'all didn't get my picks last week. It was under the weather all week. If you, you if y'all listening outside of the state, you know um yeah, uh it's springtime and pollen and sinuses and allergies and all that just ramped up for everybody, most of, or most of everybody. So Honestly, you know, your boy was under the, a little bit under the weather. Um, I know I said uh, a week ago, I said uh, over almost two weeks ago, I said that we were, uh, we're going to do another uh, episode per se until the draft. Uh, we are a week away from the draft, and we got to get ready to talk about that, get ready to gear up with that too. Um, possibly we'll be doing a Zoom-ish type call with the fellas on the first round of the uh, first round of the draft, uh, just that um, not for the whole draft, uh, but I will be most definitely giving grades out for the uh, NFL draft um, next week when that happens. With that being said, speak, speaking about it, we're gonna get, we're gonna come back to the NBA. We're gonna give a, we're gonna give the NBA a break a little bit. Um, Let's talk about the NFL for a second. Um, we got three receivers have decided to sit out for in, for voluntary workouts or necessarily they're planning on having a they plan on having a um, they plan on not showing up to workouts or mini camps. 
could be possibly training camps. So that's something to look at. That's something. That's something to keep an eye on. Um, these three gentlemen I'm talking about is Terry McGloin for Washington Commanders, AJ Brown for the Tennessee Titans, and Debo Samuel's for the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, some of y'all gonna probably is that last one I just said. Y'all gonna be like, what the fuck is going on in San Francisco? I'm gonna tell you this. This man gonna want. He was a running back. He was the receiver. Uh, at times, he was receiving punts back. You know, taking punts, uh, receiving punts. Uh, like he was in the wildcat. He was, you know, and this is the one thing that Le'Veon Bell was fighting with Pittsburgh a few years ago was that he wanted to get paid. For the services that y'all are using me for, and and necessarily you have to not be mad at what Le'Veon. Years later, you can't even be mad of why he did what he did at Pittsburgh. So we're looking at the Debo. We're gonna start off, start off with Debo situation in San Francisco, and I'm gonna give you my feel of who should sit who should be traded, and who should be signed. And y'all going to be very surprised of where my picks are with that. But like I said, we're going to start with Debo. Debo, like I said, has played multiple positions. He's been very utilized, especially this past season or a season and a half. But here's the, here's the, here's the caveat for y'all, for y'all to remember. Debo has not been the most <laughs> durable player in the league. He has been nicked and hurt and injured. Now, he now this past season, he has been probably, arguably probably his healthiest so far throughout his career in the NFL. But you also got to get you also got to play this man for the services that he brings to this team, the versatility that he brings to this team. You decide to keep Jimmy Garoppolo. You did not you decided not to trade him and get out, get him up out of there so the young Trey Lance can take over for this team. So meaning you're sending a message to the team by not trading the quarterback that had that hey, I can't even lie. The man brought you to not one but two NFC Championship games. One of them you end up going to the Super Bowl with of just a few years ago. Name that long, Dave. Name that far long ago. You you just signed you either just about to sign Joey Bo, uh not Joey, but uh Nick Bosa. You're about to. You, 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 your left tackle there is old as hell, but it's still very, very viable in Trent Williams. Um, you sign, you sign Fred Warner. He already been signed. Um, you sign to somebody in the secondary too. He's been signed. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, San Francisco got decisions to make. I think at some point, San Francisco had to come to the realization what they want to do with Debo. And I, and this is where, and this is where my GM hat comes into play. I'm going to tell y'all and make shot the shit out of y'all. 
it might really shock, shock the shit out of y'all. Um, I'm not gonna say sign. I'm not gonna say that. But I'm not gonna go as far as trade. I'm gonna tell Debo to sit. And the reason why I say Debo need to sit is that we know damn well they weren't gonna go as far. They were not gonna go. I put it this way. Debo would not it without you put take Debo out of San Francisco, would they even beat the Cowboys? Let that sink in y'all head. Go back like the, the tape doesn't lie. Fuck all with y'all y'all. I don't care how y'all feel about the Cowboys. I really don't. But let's be honest. That particular playoff game, they will not be in the NFC championship game without making through that game particular game. Without Debo Samuels, would San Francisco win that game? And I'm going to tell y'all, no. That's why I say you don't trade Debo, but you don't sign him right away just because you feel a certain type of way. Sit. Y'all come make let cooler heads come together at some point. And it always happened. Everybody will understand. All right, we know your position. You know my position. Hey, here's our number. Here's your number. Was be the number in the middle. Was make this happen. Wide receivers are getting paid north of twenty million dollars. Damn near almost twenty five million dollars a piece. So let's be honest. Debo is probably gonna get about twenty, at least twenty five, or we'll put it say about twenty three and a half, at least twenty three and a half. So to me, Debo, you sit. Let's moving on. Let's go and uh, let's go to the more easier one right here. Other two. Let's talk about Terry McGloin. And um, Terry McGloin. It's not. Even, it's not even a rocket science. It's not even be stressed about. You sign Terry McGloin because the Washington Commanders is such a fuck show of a organization. Not the team. Take the team out outside of the organization. Put the team on one side and put the organization on the other side. You have a line drama in the middle. It's two different, two totally two different situations. The team in itself, the football team where the players and coaches and all that, different. Different thing is so is a little more organized, a little more a little less hectic. Yes, they sign um, the yes they sign uh, Carson Wentz. Do I believe Carson Wentz is the answer? Hell no. But they did. They signed Carson Wentz. They believed they needed a healthier. Let me rephrase that. They needed a quarterback that was a, a maybe not just know this know this division a little bit more, but understands what it takes to win this division. And necessarily, I hate to say it like this, but Carson Wentz being on Washington, it's not as a bad thing, but you can you can do worse. With that being said, though, let's get that one back on uh, Terry McGowan. Um, you sign this man. You get it over with. You take whatever he asking for. Dad, you remember who 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 the owner of the Washington Commanders are. Remember who the owner is. Whatever he asking for, you fucking pay him that. 
I don't give a damn. He asked for 28. You pay him the damn 28 because he did him with your sorry, sorry excuse of a fucking owner that just can't get his shit right. It's just, it's just, it's just simple. There's nothing to argue about. Terry McLaurin, scary Terry, give him the bag. Shut the fuck up and give him the bag. Simple and plain. Now, let's process elimination, people. I said Debo needs to sit, but eventually get his money. You signed Terry McLaurin off top. No questions asked. I'm not saying Terry McLaurin is better than Debo and AJ. It's not even about that. You know, it's it's about the fact that Terry McLaurin is playing for a team that ain't worth a damn. Organization-wise, not Ron Rivera, the head coach and all that. They are actually very decent and very respected. The organization ain't worth a damn. You pay that man. Leads me to the team, the, the player that I believe that needs to be traded, and that is A.J. Brown, and I'm going to tell you why. Head coach Mike Vrabel loves him, love him some AJ Brown. It's been documented. Loves AJ Brown. But can I be honest with y'all? Who is this quarterback? Ryan Tannehill. Who was the same quarterback that was in the playoffs that uh, threw not one, not two, but three interceptions in that game? Ryan Tannehill lost a fumble. Ryan Tannehill. Uh, damn, it really didn't get past 200 yards passing, Ryan Tannehill. Um, you didn't have a uh, – Derek Henry was not healthy in that playoff game. So, let's be honest, this team is is a run-centric offense. They're not going to really sling it like that. Let's be honest, trade A.J. Brown. He is y'all number one receiver. Don't get me wrong. He is y'all number one receiver. But who the fuck are y'all fooling? Who y'all y'all not fooling nobody? AJ Brown knows he is the number one receiver. AJ Brown knows y'all ain't got nobody else. And AJ Brown knows if you don't pay me, uh, I'm not risking it this year. And I don't blame him. That's why I say you better trade him because. It's either going to be him or Tannehill, and I'm going to be honest with you, I'm picking him over Tannehill. But obviously, y'all already paid Tannehill the money, so guess what? Y'all stuck with Tannehill, and Tannehill ain't worth a damn to even be traded for. So, yeah. With that being said, I, it's process elimination. You really don't trade A.J. Brown, but if you have to, if out of the three, who has the – I'm just be honest – A.J. Brown will be the one that probably brings, will bring a little bit better value versus Debo. But Debo is more versatile for offense, but you have to have the offense for Debo. Debo is what you, Debo is Percy Harvin if Percy Harvin didn't have the damn concussions. There you go. That's Debo. That's Debo. Samuels. A.J. Brown? A.J. Brown has been nicked up and injured, 
But AJ Brown also is that dude. AJ Brown knows in ten, in, 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 in Cashville, Tennessee, aka Nashville, uh, home of the Tennessee Titans. Um, they, they ain't got no number receiver. AJ, uh, uh, Julio, Julio Jones is still on the market. And a fact, and here's the fact, here's the caveat for that. He's the number one receiver. He knows it. And if you don't sign him, he's probably going to sit. And I won't blame it for him to do it. So, there y'all go. Not that, that I want AJ to be traded, but if it's one player that probably will be traded, will be him. Let's get into college football. I'm gonna bring it back. I'm gonna bring it back home with uh, NBA in a little bit, but let's get let's let's talk about college football. I want to talk about a few teams. Um, spring games are getting ready to wrap up in the next two weekends. This weekend, next weekend, um, most pretty much the heavy hitters already did theirs. It's a few of them that still left. Uh, very few of them that still left. SC has did theirs. Oklahoma hasn't been there's uh, Oklahoma State to Notre Dame. Um it's a couple, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's still a few other uh, Penn State hasn't been there yet either. Um SC Um I think Oregon hasn't been there either, if I'm not mistaken. I think they I think there there's is coming up too. So it's a few. It's like I said, the left of the big hitters is is pretty much coming up um, this weekend, next weekend. Uh, I did I did mention I did mention Notre Dame, right? Okay. So his thing. I want to talk about. I ain't want to talk about the upcoming ones. I want to talk about the ones that already happened. We're gonna we're gonna do a rapid fire on this because there's a lot of it's you know it's a few teams um, that we're about to talk about. So let's get into it. Uh, we'll start with, we'll start with a one easy one. Um, Nebraska, Nebraska. Um, I'm gonna be honest with y'all. The you I understand spring game is not the most exciting thing to really contrast or try to figure out where a team is, but you can't figure out where a team is at that moment. And at that moment, um, Nebraska is bringing a lot of energy. You could tell this team has had eight games that were that, – there's that some games that they lost this season. I believe all but one were one-score games. All but one was one score games, maybe two, maybe it was more more than one. But it, I believe I know for surely majority of their games that they have lost were one score games. Just just think, if they won majority of those games, this is a double digit double digit team. This is ten win team. Scott Frost will be the coach of the year. Let that sink in your head. Nebraska, they, I ain't gonna say they're coming. But the improvement of the program has gotten better. I believe it has gotten better. Um, Wayfields is there. He only gonna be there for probably one more year because I I believe he has been signed with the XFL for twenty twenty three. So he's only really got only got a one year contract with with uh, the Nebraska Cornhuskers as their defensive coordinator. So he's probably not gonna be there uh, after this season. But the point is. He's gonna. He brings a different. He brings a different. 
uh, tenacity to that defense, the uh, defense uh, side of the ball, and um, it's just Nebraska. We understand that Nebraska got a lot of their players from Texas and all that, but they gonna have to, they, I think Nebraska realized they gonna have to recruit like a big ten, like a big ten team, and like especially the ones that's not. You know, close to Pittsburgh, you know, you know Pennsylvania, Ohio, Michigan. You know, it's just it's just one of them things you have to recruit in Kansas City, uh, St. Louis, Chicago. You got to get some kids from there and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? So it's just going to be one of them things that they just going to have to realize since you're in the Big Ten, you have to recruit like a Big Ten team. Um, it's going to be hard to bring – players from Florida and Texas, you know, if when you don't play certain teams like that every single year like they used to. So it's just it's not it's just not gonna be like that. Um but I think Nebraska will be improved. How improved we'll see. But I, I don't I ain't gonna say double digits, but I will say they'll be a very, very interesting team to wanna run up on. Um Ohio State, best team in the land. Ain't, ain't nothing about it. Uh, Marv Harris Jr. Uh, I ain't gonna mess up that kid's name, but y'all know who I'm talking about. The one with three names. Um, the one that tore it up in the Rose Bowl. He's back. Like, they, they, they got one, probably gonna have another three-headed monster wide receiver. They got not one, but two running backs now. Uh, you got CJ Strud. Like, you got the defense is gonna be, I think the defense is gonna be improved. I think the defense ain't gonna be, I don't think we have to wait and see if they're gonna be really the top notch defense that that they should be, but um I think they will be approved from what they were last year. And that might be their number one weakness, but at the same time, it's not a weakness to the point that I think it's gonna be very that vulnerable, you know, that that deferment to the team, you know, to their success. I think they are going to be a, at least a 10 win team. I could see them going 10 and 2, possibly, but I could seriously see this team going undefeated. Possibly. A, a strong possibility to see them going undefeated. I think they will be tested, but I think they'll be going undefeated. I think they got a little, I think they got a little sour taste in their mouth after losing to Michigan like they did and, and they lost early in the season to Oregon. Like they got a little taste in their mouth. They got, they, they, they a little pissed off. Ohio State a little pissed off. Um, Georgia G Day uh, was last weekend, and I'm gonna be honest with y'all. Um, I'm not saying I'm worried about Georgia. I'm not gonna say I'm worried, but I'm gonna be honest with you. I think the quarterback situation. It, I think the, the the battle for quarter the QB one in Georgia. I think it's gonna get heated up in the summer. I think it's gonna get heated up in the summer, right going into the fall. I ain't, those, I ain't, I ain't think, um, I'm still not that sold on Stephen Bennett. I'm just not. I'm just not sold on him. Um, I'm not, not 100%. Um, I think that kid back gonna, gonna end up testing him by taking the, taking the job from him. So that's, that's, that's something to keep your eye on at Georgia. Um, also at Georgia, keep an eye on at Georgia. Um, they gotta replace that defense, y'all. Y'all gotta realize something like, I understand Georgia has recruited so well. Just because you recruited so well don't mean it's going to happen like that off the top. You got everybody got to remember. It's there were times that Alabama's defense was like it wasn't like they were suspect, but it was like 
they, it's like certain group, like, you know, certain recruit, recruit groups. Like, I'm going to try to explain a little bit better. Okay, so the recruits that you bring in, recruiting class you bring in, certain, not all recruiting classes just jump up and play every single year, or maybe a, it's like a piece of them play this year. And you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a piece of them, and then you got the ones that's seen juniors or seniors that stayed and whatever. You got you got to remember, certain players do stay longer than they supposed to. Some players do stay because they needed to stay. That's the collective of experience. I think, here's the thing. I don't, I do not believe, excuse me, I do not believe that, I don't believe that Georgia's are going to fall off, but I do believe that I think people need to take a, a seat back. If Georgia goes 10 and 2, don't be surprised. It's okay if they go 10 and 2, meaning they got some kinks to work out. And once they do, and I'm going to be honest with y'all. I don't care what their schedule is at the beginning before they play before they play Florida. Before the anybody that knows this in the last decade, for surely the last decade. Or even the last 15 years, really, 15, 16 years, or almost 20. You can even say even the last 20 years. It has been either Florida. Or Georgia from the east coming out of there. That was one time it was it was uh, Missouri once or twice. I think it was Missouri back to back one, one time or some or they, it was yeah it was like Missouri. I know Missouri got out of there one time, but you know but you could sprinkle maybe uh uh you could sprinkle a uh, uh South Carolina one year against uh Auburn like but it's being basically Florida and Georgia coming out of the East. Period. So let me tell you, let me say this to some of y'all that probably going to sound crazy when I say this. Georgia going to have to get their shit together before they play Florida. And I think Georgia will have that shit together by the time they play uh, uh, Florida, given injuries. But I think Georgia just need to get a little bit more experience. I don't care about Eric Gibbs. I'm just being honest. With you. I really don't care anymore. Like he is, he is a very good. He is a nice talent. But to be honest with y'all, he he doesn't care about playing. We are, I'm gonna tell y'all right now. George is gonna get a, get get hit with with a sanction because Eric Gibbert ain't gonna take his ass to class. Just that's just me. I, it's been documented. He didn't do it at LSU. He didn't do it. He that's the reason why he got kicked out of Florida. Like that? No, no, he didn't leave Florida. His ass got kicked out of Florida before he even got going in Florida. So. So, with that being said, 
That's Georgia. But other than that, I think Georgia's going to be fine. But don't be surprised if Georgia drops, goes to 10 and 2 instead of another unfinished season. Um, speaking about Florida, let's go into the Gators. I must say this Florida is top heavy. If you don't understand the, the phrase I'm saying about that, I'm going to explain it. Florida is pretty much if the starters if the starters have injuries, Florida is going to be a straight up six and sixteen. <laughs> I'm being I laugh, but I'm being dead ass serious. You're looking at transfers, and your, your Florida is the coaching staff. You got a brand new coaching staff. You got. A head coach, young head coach that's starting scraping this program from the bottom. He, had, I ain't gonna say he went out there and kicked folks out or whatever, but what I was, what I am saying is he is gonna start literally from the bottom. Reason why I, I'm, I'm reason why I rephrase back to Georgia is Florida, Georgia is gonna be pretty much one and two. Georgia, Georgia's number one, Florida's probably gonna be. Fight for the number two spot with um with Tennessee with probably with Tennessee and Kentucky with a dark horse at the number two spot will probably be South Carolina. Missouri ain't there yet, but you got my drill. Um but I feel that Florida is top heavy. As long as injuries don't happen, I think they play well. I think Florida's going to be interesting to watch. It's going to be, like you got, like I said, you got, you ain't even got just just a brand new football coach. You got a brand new men's basketball coach, a brand new women's basketball coach. It is great from the bottom. It is starting from the bottom. Florida athletic program is back to the bottom. Not 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 to the bottom like at the bottom of the barrel, but like when you pull the carpet and you try to get new carpet, you put new carpet in, you pull that carpet, and that's what Florida did doing. They pull new, they pulling that old carpet, taking it out, done putting it in the dumpster, put laying out new carpet. That new carpet feel it's gonna be nice. It's gonna feel nice. It's gonna take time to break it in, but it's gonna feel nice. Um, <laughs> um. Who I'm missing? Who I'm missing? Michigan State. And I ain't worried about them. Um Michigan was uh a couple weeks weekends ago. Um I'm gonna say Michigan. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, I'm congratulations of getting over the hump against Ohio State and not get too too embarrassed in against Georgia, but I'm gonna be honest with y'all. Michigan gonna be they gonna they ain't gonna say it's gonna struggle, but uh, you probably don't want to see Ohio State this year. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's just being honest. Um, who else did? Oh, uh, Miami. Um, uh, the new era with Mario Cristobal in Miami. Uh, I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, until we see it to believe it, the receivers at Miami. So we see it to believe it. 
I think the issue is going to be a quarterback. Uh, the same reason that Forest State issues is that quarterback. I think the ta- I think Forest State got talent there. Like, I ain't gonna lie to you. Forest State got talent there. The issue is gonna be quarterback. The same way with Miami. I think Miami has the talent there to win the ACC or even be in the ACC championship game. The problem is it's quarterback play. I ain't gonna go far that far for for a state to be in the ASA, uh being in the uh, ACC championship game, but I would say they could be they could seriously be competitive in the ACC and make the ACC better when you're you're competitive. But you need a quarterback play, and I think that's the, and for those two teams, they gonna go as far as as their quarterbacks gonna take. Them. With that being said, talk about the ACC. Let's talk about <laughs> let's talk about Clemson. Um, what y'all want me to say? DJ gonna start the season. DJ ain't gonna finish the season. If DJ passing does not get better, he will not finish the season. Now, if DJ doesn't turn the ball over in a sporadic bad moment, you know, bad time, then he might keep his job for a little bit longer than expected. But I just don't see him finishing the season off. Not because of injuries. I think it's just this is not what. This is the reason why I say you got to develop these kids. If you're not able to develop. The player is just, and we're gonna talk about quarterback. We're just talking about quarterbacks in particular. You got a quarterback in DJ. He got a different type of skill set. Problem is, if you can't understand the skill set or you can't develop the skill set to a, a, a to a evolved level, is it the player or is it the coach? And this is the reason why I have a problem with Christian Kirk. Not being at the peak of his level where he should be, even getting the money that he getting at Jacksonville, but a lot of people don't like it because he didn't think he, they don't think he deserve it. But develop, it's about the develop of the player. Dabu, I'm gonna tell you this: they gonna be good. I think they gonna be double digit wins, if not nine, not nine, ten wins. Nine ten wins. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. A, I I think they can win the ACC. I think they could. I'll put it this way: if Dabo and them win the ACC, this is this is how they're gonna win the ACC. They gotta lose no more than one game. Lose no more than one game. Win some games and on their schedule. Um, dominate some teams that they supposed to dominate. Look good. I mean, like look good. And they probably could sneak in into the college football playoffs because folks, you know, ACC, the SEC gonna beat, beat each other up. The Big Ten gonna knock each other, uh, knock each other out of it. The Pac-12 is the Pac-12. The Big Ten, the Big Twelve is the Big Twelve. Um, we had Cincinnati. It was nice. I liked it. I think the right group of five team got in. But I'm gonna be honest. Hey, it won't be this year. 
Um, but anyway, let's get to Arkansas real quick for all you Hawks fans. Even though they didn't were able to do it in front of the fans. To see what I think they did, uh, Malik Hornsby was supposed to transfer out. They got him to not to transfer, which is good. Uh, they got Jay Kaler on to come back to school, which is good. Um, I think I think he could have been okay get going into the draft, but I think if he with, with him coming back, it makes the it, it makes the defense a little way a little bit more, hey a little bit more better. Um, with that being said, though. Um, Malik Hornsby is going to play. He's the second straight quarterback still, but he's going to be playing with some receiver. Uh, they need to show, I, I, obviously, it looks like the receiver position is the weakest position on the team. Um, I know Hazelwood came from Oklahoma. He's going to be, he needs to get popping for them to get, get, you know, he needs to be the Traylon Burks quickly, like, He's not the size of Traylon, but you get what I'm, you get what I'm saying. He needs to, he's need to have the the production of Traylon Burks, and he need to have that production quick and I mean quick as as Speedy Gonzalez quick. Like they need him to have that thing down and ready to go. Arkansas, I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I'll be, I'll be, y'all got the toughest schedule, one or one of the toughest schedules in the country. I'll be honest with you. The first four games ain't easy. Uh, the the game after that ain't gonna be no easy. <laughs> like I'm gonna just be honest with you. The schedule, if they, I'm gonna put this way, if Arkansas can come out 500 by after the first five six games, they come out of there five about either above or at 500. Going towards the latter part of the season, which I think is going to be a way look way easier. I, I, I hate to say way easier, but it is. Armor's Ar- Ar- not. Armor ain't going to be shit. Uh, I, I believe the Ole Miss game going to be another blow, another shootout. LSU. I'm gonna be honest with you. I think uh, Brian Kelly going to get a little little test of the SEC, and I don't know he going to like it as much as he think he he think he ready for it. So I think. But I think with Arkansas, you're going to catch Brian Kelly at the wrong time. In the later in the season, you should have catch him at the beginning of the season uh, as Cincinnati um, <laughs> from last year. So I'm just being honest with y'all. Like, it, it's just Arkansas' schedule is so tough. It's going if Arkansas, if, I'm going to put it this way six, seven wins, it's okay. But if you can get to nine, be happy. I don't want to hear about, oh, well, we need to get 10 to let No, you, you ain't ready yet. You ain't there yet. Stay in your lane. That's all you need to worry about. Stay in your lane. Please stay in your lane. All right. Let's go back. Into, all right. Let's go back into the NBA and finish off. Uh, excuse me if I sound a little off. Um, a lot of talking, you know, mouth got to drive a little bit, silences, um, kick it in. Um, so I'm going to try to end this on a good note. Um, the NBA, uh, back on the playoffs, look here. 
it's enjoyable. It's so enjoyable not having LeBron in the playoffs. Um, it is so enjoyable to not have LeBron in the playoffs. I'm be honest. I'm sorry. It's it's enjoyable. I would like to see what happens. Like we gotta get uh, like LeBron now got put out in the first round, but uh, last year, but it's been really really enjoyable to 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 um. To enjoy a playoffs where LeBron is nowhere in sight, nowhere in sight, and that's not hating. That's just being honest. It's just like having a playoffs again where Tom Brady is not in it, and I don't know we gonna get that this particular season. Like we're supposed to have it this particular season, but that look like we're not gonna have. I'm just being honest with y'all. I'm just it's just happy to. Not to hear about LeBron every single segment of the day. And it's beautiful. It's just really beautiful. All right, I'm going to get up off, off of here. I'm gonna, I can tell my signs is really about to really be flared up. All right, y'all be good.